Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. What's up, guys? Byron Rogers here. Executive Protection Lifestyle and uh, Bravo Research Group is my company. Um, As you can see, I'm on the road once again. You know, I um, wanted to just make an episode and I don't have all my like studio gear here. So hopefully this works out and uh You know, it's just the reality of the game. We spend a lot of time on the road, so here we are, you know. Uh, This is just another one of the consideration, consideration, uh, another one in the consideration series that I'm putting together where it's just going to kind of be things, me talking about things that are popping up in the industry, popping up just in conversation. Most of it will be private security related, some of it won't. But it's just kind of a time for me to kind of talk with you guys, get some stuff off my chest, get some feedback from y'all, and and let me know what what you think. Uh, the new year just dropped, y'all. We're still early in the new year. I hear a lot of people talking about new year, new me, you know, and what they're going to do with this new year. A lot of focus going into, you know, what people are going to do with this new year. And I think all that is fantastic. But I think there's more to it than that. I think there's a lot more to what you're going to do and where your life's going to go that has quite a bit to do with where you came from and how that's going to affect where you're going. You know, I think that it's beautiful that people are able to take a look at January 1st as a time to be able to recalibrate and wipe the slate clean and get after it all over again. And it's like a kind of a rebirth for them. You know, I think that's, fantastic. I think it's amazing. I think it's gorgeous. But then there's another side of me that is kind of like, yo, you're missing out on 364 days of the year where you could also be leveraging the reality, the realization and the gravity that any day on this planet, you're lucky enough, blessed enough to live like really could be the last day that you were ever given. Like on the realest, realest, realest fact, there are people that died today that didn't plan on dying and that didn't like, they just didn't think that that was gonna be the outcome. They didn't think that was gonna be what was gonna happen when they woke up today, like lots of them. Like, I don't know if you've ever Googled how many people die a day, but I'm sure the vast majority of those ridiculous, like like hundreds of thousands of people, 
uh, that that happens to you, um, you know, they didn't plan on going, you know, uh, and I, I don't know, I just, by the grace of God, you know, I had my scrapes with death in Iraq and things like this that caused me to really realize the fragile nature of what we're honored to experience here. And I think it's been one of the most beneficial things for my life. You know what I'm saying? 55.3 million people die each year. 151,600 people die each day. 6,316 people die each hour. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not trying to get you depressed. The way I, I approach death and actually how this kind of builds itself. And that was just a simple Google search, okay? Birth and death rates, ecology, global net, uh, network. I got that st those deaths and life statistics from. But kind of the way I approach life and death is, hey, death is like gravity. It is an, an inevitable, an inevitable component to this life. Just as sure as I'm breathing, just as sure as I'm in this room right now, which if you really get scientific, it's not that sure because chemically speaking, this could all be a dream. It's actually the exact same chemicals we experience when we're dreaming are actually what uh, help us experience reality if we're actually living it. But just as sure as you are that we're doing this, you know what I mean? It's how sure you can be that death is gonna come for you one day. You know, it's an inevitability of life. It's like gravity. And so I don't see the utility in fearing it. Rather, I encourage others and I live my life in a way that embraces death, knowing that I can't cheat death, that I must ultimately pay my toll as well for life, which is death. But I wanna do it righteously. You know what I mean? Like I wanna give my ghost up and I wanna know that every single moment I had on this planet I did my best and I gave my best. One of the two things I fear in life, I only really fear two things. One of those things is letting all of this grace that I've been given be in vain. Letting all this grace that we've been given to be able to do this, you know, life and to be able to enjoy this life, just throwing it away, you know? That's, you know, for everyone, someone someday to just be like, yeah, Byron's a good dude. Like, he was kind of cool, you know. And he's, you know, he's like in decent shape. And, you know, you know, he was just like, he was like a good dude. And, you know, um, and that was about it, you know. And like a few people show up at my funeral. And, you know, Byron's like just kind of a good dude, you know. Like, but like, I didn't maximize it. And that's honestly, that happened to me when I got blown up and I thought I was dead. I remember thinking like, Man, I wasn't even deliberate. I didn't even go. I didn't even go hard. I didn't go ham. You know what I mean? Like, and that's really what broke my heart and what drives me. You know, go to bed at eleven, wake up at four a.m. and get after it. Live this day to the best I can. You know, if I don't succeed, uh, I'm still gonna be looking at God, and He's gonna know. You know what? I still did my best with all the intelligence and everything I was given. I still did my best to contribute, at least. You know, but you know, these are the types of things I think of. And I think they make me a better person and that's why I want to share them with you, you know? I look at death as an inevitability, as, as, some, as a moment in my life that I'm working 
towards. I'm working towards this moment so I can face death bravely and valiantly and I can be a workman that, workman that needeth not be ashamed. I can look at death and I can be like, hey, I mean, I knew this day was coming, you know, it's about time, you know, but I did everything I could with every moment and every day I had. And come on, death. Thank you, life. You know, and, and I know that moment's going to come because the last time I thought I was dying in Iraq, that moment was there. And I felt the deepest sorrow and regret I'd ever felt in my entire life. I have never felt that feeling. And I never want to feel it again. And in facing death on a daily basis and knowing the inevitability of death, realizing it, focusing on it, it causes me to then live every single day like live every single day to, to its fullest. It's that Bushido life in every breath thing, man. It's like, man, thank God when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, yo, we get to do this again. You know, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm gonna mess all kinds of things up, but like I get to get my best again. I get to make my best better and give it again. You know, I get to train my mind, train my body, train my spirit, train my heart to face death valiantly. You know, Julius Caesar, Shakespeare, coward's taste of death many times, but the valiant taste of death but once. Uh, love that stuff, you know? But I, 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 I feel like that realization and acceptance of death is really something that drives me to be better and to do better and to push harder. Uh, additionally, with, exec, with regards to executive protection, it's one of those things that, you know, if I have to give my life in service, I've been living my life in a way that any moment I'm really ready and willing to give my life in service. I've recorded hundreds of videos, hours and hours and hours of videos trying to contribute to the world. You know, uh, if I had a son or if I had a kid, he could sit down and watch hours of videos of me, you know, and really get to understand how at least I thought up until I died, you know. And I've, I've, I've done things with, with my time since Iraq that has caused me to feel like, you know what, I'm doing the best I can and I'm living my life in a way that's honorable and that puts me in a position to be able to give my life in service at the drop of a hat. Because like I've said, I've said it before and I will say it again, if what you're doing for a living has to do with you carrying a gun, every single day you step off, every single day you lace up, every single day we push past that line of departure, you gotta realize something. You're writing a blank check. You know, my man Charles Law would say, you're writing a blank check. You don't know what's going to happen. Once more into the fray, my son, you know, let's go on ahead and get this. One of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein, a hundred times a day, I remind myself that my inner and outer life depends on the labors of other men living and dead, and that I must exert myself in order to give in the measure as I have received and am still receiving. That is so powerful. One more time. Y'all know I need to read it one more time. A hundred times a day, I remind myself that my inner and outer life 
depends on the labors of other men. Everything that you're experiencing right now depends on the labors of other men. The cell phone, the the headphones, the plastics, the metals, everything that goes into it, the wires, you know, all that is someone else's life's work. The table this is on right now, the dude who discovered this wood that was the best way to use it, the dude who discovered the laminate, which was the best way to use it, they come, came up with the method that is the way they join the wood together, the way that they join the wood together and it holds the whole thing up and it's so beautiful and it's done with the lamp because this dude invented light, uh, invented electricity that could light up the lamp and then another dude invented you know, uh, uh, you know, like the, the, you know, all the stuff I'm sitting here floors up off the ground. Like I'm literally, we're all literally being suspended and held and taken care of in a bubble and bubbles, like walking on, hovering around on bubbles of other people's life's work. We just take it for granted, drive around in cars. You know how many people probably lived and died to invent the things that, all culminate to make a vehicle, the vehicle you take for granted, the metals and the rubbers and the different scientific principles that cause it to propel itself, and the way the gas combusts in the engine, all these different things is like men's and women's life's work, all culminates together so that you can drive that car that you take for granted. You know what I mean? Our inner and outer worlds are made. They depend on the labors of other men living and dead and that I must exert myself in order to give in measure as I have received and am still receiving. Man, every day of our lives, I'm sitting in this room with air conditioning uh, and, and, and overseas because someone came up with airplanes and you know, all the accoutrements and fluffy stuff, what we get to experience. Yeah, I said I like that on purpose, that we get to experience out here, you know? It's so stinking beautiful. And then the reality that there's nothing man's created that's more beautiful than nature and the beauty of what was just given to us for winning the biggest lottery in the world, which is the sperm battles, generations and generations of battles and the multiples of millions of different outcomes that could have taken place within the womb, but didn't and culminated synergistically to create you on a rock that's traveling through outer space at over 60 some thousand miles per hour with trillions of different systems working synergistically to support human life so that you and me could walk around with little a bubble of gas around the pebble that we're on that makes it so we can breathe and be held down to the planet and not float off into outer space or be too close to the sun or too far away so we freeze or burn to death it just blows my mind man like reality is stranger than fiction and the more awake you are and the more conscious you are the more beautiful this stuff is i don't know what you see but i see the grace of god if all this is chance and happenstance then that chance and happenstance is more intelligent than anything we've ever created i'll set that right there but you know living life with respect of those things with respect of death i think causes you to live more fully and causes you to put yourself in a position on a daily basis where you're ready to make the ultimate sacrifice. And with the executive protection lifestyle, I truly believe that's necessary because this job we do is not just about logistics. It's not just about concierge, although those things will, you know, put you in a position to, to make money. Those things will put you in a position to, um, 
you know, excel in the industry and they are 80% of what we do and they will cause you to do better. And, and, and honestly, they'll cause you to think that that's what this game is all about. You will, you'll think, you know, it's all about you. It's easy to think it's all about the soft skills, but Hey, it really isn't, you know what I mean? So, you know, I kind of got onto a, a, a little rabbit hole, but the reality is, you know, new year, new me is good. It's good, but I don't want you to miss out on the reality also that every single day is so precious because your life is going to be made up of one thing, which is going to be your decisions. It's going to be made up of the algorithm of your mechanism of reality creation, which is your decision, your decisions. And if you want a higher quality life, you need to make higher quality decisions. How do you make higher quality decisions? You got to get higher quality information. I've said it a million times. The reality is if you're in an equation in life that you don't know how to get your way out of, what you need is a higher quality information. You need to focus on that. So when you're looking at like constructing this new year and this new you, I'd say don't focus so much on trying to say that it's a new you. Maybe focus a lot more on the reality that it's you. It's, it's you, man. It's you who's going to be doing this thing by the grace of God. And you got to upgrade. It's time to upgrade your paradigm. It's time to upgrade the way you think. It's trying to upgrade the way you look at things. The way you look at things and what you think about things and what you choose to believe about things is what dictates where you go and how you get there. If you get there. If you get there. I mean, everyone's running around talking about happy endings and stuff. And I'm like, yo, happy endings are the biggest lie that Hollywood, the biggest disservice Hollywood's done for us as a, as a species running around telling us, oh, and then the good guy wins and then the good guy wins. Nah, man, if you get on your game, if you work as hard as you can, if you go ham every single day of your life, the truth is you still might not make it. You still might not make it and life doesn't care. That's the truth. No one's coming to save you. That's the truth. God loves you too much to just give it to you anyways. That wouldn't be good parenting. You need to learn how to get it and guess what? You're only going to get what you deserve. You're only going to get the life that's in alignment with the level of intelligence. You can't outproduce your paradigm. You can't outproduce how smart you are. You have everything that's in direct proportion of who you are because you're a human being. This life's about who you're being and who you're becoming, not what you want. Yeah, I mean, I wish it was about what we want. Thank God it's not about what we want. I'd probably destroy myself if it was about what I want all the time. I want freaking hamburgers. I want cookie burgers. Right now, I want cookie burgers. I want to go, I want to go have a whole bunch of sushi right now. That's what I want. Anyways. You know, but it's too late at night. I shouldn't be eating sushi right now. So I'm just saying, you know, that's what this thing's about. And you want, if you really want your life to go to the next level, don't wish upon a star. Don't rub quarters or pennies together. Stop Googling shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. The reality is that this game, most wisdom in life is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. You know how to get in shape. You know how to lose weight. You know how to get to the gym. You know how to save your money and invest. You do if you don't know, if you don't know how is the age of information. Go get on your computer and Google it and you'll have 
a myriad. You will have two dozen different ways that work thrown at you so fast you won't even be able to comprehend all of them because you won't even go past the first page on your Google results. You'll just you just take up take in the first two or three, and the reality is all of them work. All of them work. All these diets work. You know, all these methods work. The only question is which one can you implement? What can you execute on? Your good ideas don't make you special. Your ability to implement and execute on your good ideas, that's what separates the men from the boys. You know what I'm saying? In all actuality and reality, anyone can create, but who can sustain a thing? Who can stay with a thing? Who can nurse a thing to health? Who can nurture a thing and protect a thing and provide for a thing long enough for that thing to become strong enough to stand on its own, to eat the fruit of that thing, to get that thing to be strong enough to provide for them in their old age? That business, get it to provide for them, to protect and provide for them and their families. Who can do this? This is what separates the men from the boys. You know what I mean? This is the fine china. That's the top shelf stuff. So when you're looking at your new year, realize it's not the passing of the clock that brings the newness of life. It's not, you don't, there are no participation trophies. You know what I'm saying? Your mom lied to you. There are no participation trophies. It's not the movement of the clock that produces the newness of life. It is your ability to upgrade your mind. It is your ability to upgrade your paradigm. It is your ability to bring in, understand, digest, comprehend, and implement, and take in to have more intellectual options. If you can't find a way to develop, discover, and implement, find new intellectual options for yourself, you will be stuck in the same place and you will go in circles for the rest of your life and then you will die tired. You are either growing and getting better or you are going and you are being extinct. You don't just get a new you just because it's a new year. The only advantage to that is that in your brain, you've got a list of rules and laws and one of your rules says, when it becomes New Year's, I get to reset. Now, you can leverage this and you can actually reset. The problems you're gonna run into is what I'm gonna call sustained motivation. Here's the thing, motivation is an emotion. It's a feeling that you have. Emotions and feelings are garbage. They're misbehaving children. They're like chicks that you can date and can't marry. Yeah, I mean like emotions come and go. You can't sustain an emotion. No matter how angry you are, you can't sustain anger. No matter how happy you are, you can't sustain it. They have to flow. They have to come. They have to oscillate. And so there's no way to actually really maintain this flighty emotion of motivation long term just by itself. So everyone does it for January. And then the reality of what they're trying to execute on sets in. This sucks. <laughs> if it were easy, everyone would do it. And what I'm doing is hard, but I want the results. So the question starts to be, how do I stay motivated? And I've got a few easy theoretical answers of things that have worked for me and that I've suggested to other people that have worked for them. Do you remember when there was that beautiful man or woman that you were attracted to? Back when you were dating and 
it was you, 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 you know, you were, you were being your representative. You and your representative were dating some dude or some chick, you know what I'm saying? And you would do anything for this person. You would do whatever it took. You would go to sleep with them on the phone and talk for hours and hours and hours. You remember that? Was motivation a problem? It wasn't a problem. When, remember when you wanted to work for that car that you really want? Think about a time when you were highly motivated. When you were highly motivated and you achieved your goal. Think about it. Why did you do it? How could you do it? Why was that time different? It was different because the thing that you were going for was organically motivating. You were determined to get that thing. And so we come up with these ideas about things we want in our lives and we don't really, really drill down deep to understand why we want them. We just want the surface thing. Oh, you know, I want a six pack or, you know, I want to make more money or whatever it is. And it's weak. It's flimsy. You don't really know why you want it on a deep level. More money. Why do I even want more money? Really? Because I want more freedom. I need freedom. And then I go deeper and I go, because this is my one life. Every minute that I, I, I spend in this life that I don't have freedom and I'm in the slave trade, working this job, working a job, is a moment of my life I can't get back. I die every single day a small death that I live on this planet when I'm not free to create and to be who I was sent here to be. I'm in the slave trade right now. You know, when you start thinking like that, it starts to, it starts to change things. And also what's also more motivating about thought processes like that is we're using push-pull motivation now. The thought process is, is because people ask me, like, how do you stay so motivated? How are you always so motivated? How are you always doing this and the next thing? I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you right here. is because I'm using push-pull motivation. I'm thinking about where I want to go, but I'm also thinking about where I don't want to be, what I'm scared of. Yo. I fear being in the slave trade my whole life. I fear not having the, enough freedom to create what I was sent here to this planet to create by the grace of God. I fear it. I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid to get to heaven and be like the servant who only, you know, had and didn't do enough with his talents. And, you know, God's looking at him like you evil servant. I'm afraid, you know, of, of just, you know, being like a cool dude who was just kind of cool and just like, you know, yeah, like Byron's a really good guy. He was a great guy. He was a really good guy. Man, what an awesome funeral. Oh, that's so sad. Where do you want to go to lunch? Yo, Sizzlers is having a special, uh, or we could go to Red Lobster. I like them things, what they do with the, you know, what they put the, around the cups with the lobsters around the, the shrimp around the cups with the red sauce. Like, this is life. I've watched it happen. You know what I mean? I want to matter for good. I want to be significant. I want the world to be a better place when I go. This life is so beautiful, I can't let it be insignificant. You know what I mean? It ain't so beautiful because it's easy. You know, everyone you know is going through stuff and is fighting a battle you don't know anything about. That's why you can't judge people. I say, take that back. That's why you can't condemn people. We judge people, but we don't condemn. You need to judge people. You, you'll know them by their fruits if you're talking about what the good book says. That's judging. We just don't condemn, you know. It's not our job, you know. I judge a tree by its fruit. I judge, I, I, I look and I see what, okay, well, you have this in your life. You're this type of person. That's cool. Yo, know, that's you. Do you, you know, but I know that about you, so I'm not going to get snuck by it. That's the game, you know what I mean? 
and profiling gets into what we do in the industry too you know you have to be doing that you have to be paying attention to who walked in the room you have to be walk, paying attention to where the dangerous people are and who, who, who the sheeps and the wolves are you have to if, if not you're wrong you're just wrong pick another profession in fact in order to be an effective human you should be profiling everyone around you at all times period otherwise you're gonna get snuck up on like the myriads of people in all the videos i post on executive protection lifestyle uh instagram page which you guys need to go check out if you haven't checked it out because i got a lot of real world good stuff on there that uh i think is really great instructional stuff man it's really good um just videos that kind of just to show you a side of reality that you need to pay attention to so you have some processing some layers of reality some uh, software in your mind that will make it so that if you do end up in a life or death struggle you have some degree of familiarity even if it is just through a screen but you know i just look at this life and the reality is you know we're blessed to be able to do it and when it comes to trying to find yourself being motivated for this new year, I want you to do more than just come up with a resolution. I want you to, and more than just come up with a plan. I want you to dig deep. What is it you fear? I fear all this grace that's been given to me. Let it be in vain and not maximizing the grace and the beauty in this experience. What is it you want? I want enough freedom to create something that's gonna make this world a better place. It's gonna make it so, so that the grace that was given to me mattered and wasn't in vain. That's what drives me. It's bigger than me, you know? And you don't need to know exactly what you're moving towards. I don't I don't know exactly what I'm moving towards all the time. I just know that I have to always do my best in all my endeavors because of those two things, really. You know, I've, I've done and created a lot of things that I'm really proud of as a result of living my life and thinking that way and letting those things propel me. You know, a lot of goals have been crushed that way. You know, think about what it is you want. You know, oh, I want to lose weight this year. Why do you want to lose weight? Seriously, you know, why? Is it because you don't want your family to remember you the way you are? Is it because you need to attract a person in your life that is uh, on a certain level of quality? Do you have the right to talk to the person in uh, the types of people that you're attracted to? Like, like, is it right? Like, is it like, are you on their level? Are you in that league? really legitimately like bump all the participation trophies you should just love everyone everyone should just love it no, no 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 be fair like would it be fair to them are you on that level to be able to walk up to the person that types of people that you're attracted to and have it be a fair trade you guys you know what i mean like, i don't know i'm just a realist i'm i like to think of myself as an intense realist you know and just drill deeper into the things that it is you want figure out why you want them figure out how you can use both fear and faith to move you towards those things and refine those goals until they're so attractive that motivation is organic that it's something you have to do it's something that you need to do for your life you know and i think that's much more valuable than what a lot of people do and you know with as far as the new year new me thing I don't think you can ever really do a new me. Um, I just don't think it works like that. The game is really simple. With this new year, guys, live it in a way that you do not feel like you need to create a new you when it's over. Live it in such a way that causes you to be proud of who you are, 
who you have become, you know, the thought of me giving up me and all the things I've gone through and all the things I've created by the grace of God and all the things, all the struggles I've been through in order to become this person isn't even attractive. That's how I want you to feel by the end of this next year. New year, same OG, same you, new targets. Make sure that by the time this next year shows up, you've annihilated everything that you've been dealing with. And so that now the new game is stepping in and getting after it and finding some new challenges because you've annihilated all the challenges that you already, uh, that were organic to your experience over the last 12 months. Make yourself the type of person that loves yourself. How do you do that? You work on yourself. You chastise yourself. You discipline yourself. You get yourself familiar with hard work. You get yourself familiar with struggle. You become a good steward with what you've got. How do you be being a good steward with what you got? I mean, that's everything. As you do those things for yourself, you become more valuable and then you find that you can respect yourself genuinely, not just because you love yourself, you know. No, genuinely, you look in the mirror, you're like, I respect this. I respect who I am, what I've created by the grace of God, you know. I was never the biggest. I was never the strongest. I was never the fastest. I dang sure wasn't ever the smartest. Still not, still not, still not. But I seem to always be committed to doing the best I can with what I have. You know, I seem to always be committed to doing everything I, I could with what I have. And that seems to be the thing that has made the difference over the years. Being willing to like work hard with the little bit I've been given. You got to work hard with the little bit you've been given. Don't despise small beginnings. Talent is great, but skill really does beat talent when talent fails to work hard at developing skill. You know, I was willing to fail. I am willing to put myself out there. That's why this, all this exists. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot to be said for that. It's the true fearless approach to life. People act like they're legit, like they're so hard. They're so everything. Everybody's so scared. Everybody's so scared to put themselves out there. You know, I listen to people talk about how they don't have any. Anyways, let me not even go. You know, they don't have any social media for all these like stoic, awesome reasons. And they don't, you know, they don't do anything or they, and they have all these good ideas and they don't take action on them. I'm like, yo, look, uh, I don't know. Maybe you just like staying in the same place forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe you just like making the same amount of progress forever. You know, there's a science to it. Some people are so good at playing it safe that they really create a safe life. Hey, I'm not shaming it. I'm just saying it's not the path for me. See, the fearless approach to life is being, being willing to get out there. Bang, get punched in the face by life. Learn that, you know what? You're not as fragile as everybody as your mommy told you you were. You know, learn what you're made of. Where do you learn where you're made of? The belly of the beast. Go get some. You know what I'm saying? But leverage. Work hard on what you got. You know, you see me on Instagram when I'm talking to you in the gym. I'm getting stronger by working what I've got. That's the game. That's the whole entire cookie burger. You know, you life is too fair to give you anything you haven't earned. You have right now everything that's in direct proportion to the quality of your decisions. 
You have right now everything that is literally directly aligned with your intelligence and your ability to create and your ability to like, you can't outperform your paradigm. You can't outperform your intelligence. You can't outperform your perspective. You can't outperform your beliefs. You got to upgrade your information so you can make higher quality decisions, you know? And what is that? That's being a good steward with your mind. This is the game. Let this next year be about this game. Be about self-transcendence, personal growth, personal evolution. All these things, these things, these aims will benefit you more in life than any other endeavor, I think. This is executive protection lifestyle. This is the game to me. This is what it's really about. You know, becoming the best person you can be, which in turn will make you the best at your job that you can be. By the end of this new year, be the type of person that doesn't want a new you who's just excited to have another blank canvas to go on ahead and get loose on while painting your next masterpiece. And don't forget, every single day is a blank canvas. Don't wait for the beginning of next year to get all reinvigorated. Fight that war on a day-by-day basis, battle-by-battle. You know what I'm saying? That's the game. So shout out to PWS. Those are my guys. Use my code Byron, Byron, just Byron, uh, on checkout for my discount. You know what I'm saying? Rogue American, use my discount, Byron. If you're, if you're digging on those, the clothes that they make over there, they're tight. I wear them all the time. Um, follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram page that basically shows a whole bunch of real world combat engagements, knife fighting, gunfights, abductions, like everything that's happening in the world. It's, it's blowing up. But I, I post those things so you can get some programming in your mind. You can see how these things go down. You can understand. Like, so, so if and when you're ever in a situation like that, heaven forbid, your brain isn't just sitting there like totally shocked and has no, no programming to rib off of. So uh, follow us, executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. Follow me. Uh, I mean, Executive Protection Lifestyle Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Byron Rogers, Rogers with a D. You'll see me on there. Um, you know. Hit up the website, executiveprotectionlifestyle.com, my website, byronrogers.com. And thank you for all the support on Patreon. You guys are awesome. You guys make these things possible, man. You know, validating the model. It's like priceless. I I really can't say enough how much I appreciate it. And, yo, one of my little New Year's cookie burgers I'll let you guys in on. I want to start doing events. I want to do a a clinic by the end of this year uh, where I invite in some instructors that'll just rock your world that are going to be able to give you guys that are going to be able to give you guys content principles techniques tactics that literally when you get done with this clinic i don't know if it's gonna be a one day or a three day i'm feeling three days um when you get done with this clinic you i want you to be like blown away like i want you to be like oh my gosh i am a better agent now for having done this straight up I think it's a fantastic idea. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Um, Thank you so much for your guys' support. And I will see you on the next podcast. Out. Boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what 
helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month, $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. Whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there. And it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. And I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.